Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs... You are the only you that exists ever in time. There is no blueprint. You are it. So find your peace and your confidence in that. And walk out Mm -hmm. there and do what the hell you meant to do. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. There's some damsels in the DM. Do you? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren, and I'm Alejandro. How is your week going? It is going well. I um. You know, I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast is like, when is she going to stop talking about this t- feature? Damn it. But we're about to go do it. And then um, I will stop. I'll probably talk some more about it and how it's going. And then yeah, we'll hear all break. the details. We need you to fill us in every single step of the way. I mean, I, I love the fact that you're going in fully prepared with a wardrobe that is just like out of this world, of course. But... <laughs> I mean, I trust you already know your lines. You're gonna, you're already gonna hit it out of the ballpark for sure. Hey, I learned from the best. You would never go in with a character and potentially be unprepared to have them have a wardrobe mishap. So you know, I Ooh. had to. No, absolutely not. My goodness, even if they didn't ask, I just, I'm still gonna show up with something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I was the nerd who um, delayed my shoot to go to my last day of school. So I was very lucky that they accommodated that. And, and now I'm excited to just go play for a while, you know? Oh, yeah. So then once you're finished filming, when do classes pick up again? In January. In January. Okay. Yeah. Well, how's your week going? Good. Super productive. Um, I'm doing a sketch comedy show at the end of the week. By the time this comes out, it'll be after the the show takes place but it's a beautiful experience there's a really talented group of writers who created some great sketches the actors that i'm uh in it with are super amazing and hilarious my friend cesar camacho who i acted with in undocumented tales he was the one who actually um informed one of the creators of this sketch comedy show about my work and that's how I got involved. So I'm super grateful for Cesar having put in a good word and to be able to play with him again is always a super, super fun gift. So I'm really, really excited. Like I said, we just had rehearsal and it's just, it's just so fun. One character that I'm like cracking up about, his name is Kermit the Thought instead of Kermit the Frog. So it's a a fun little character and it is really, like I have a hand puppet that I have to play with and like, you know, mouth the words to. And then, yeah, there's, it's my first time doing anything like that with like a puppet. So it's, it's funny just to try and like coordinate the hand with the stick that holds the other hand 
or the hand of the puppet itself and then still trying to like you know do the words it's it's a it's a cool new experience sketch comedy so you do have lines then right right yes yes which is great you do everything there is nothing that you don't do (laughs) no i think it's important to stay open and and see the beauty as kenethia powell who shared with us today on this amazing gift of an episode oh my god just who i'm just grateful that we were able to cross paths through the disruptors fellowship and in the midst of her busy schedule of being an entrepreneur, an amazing storyteller, writer, producer, author as well, you know, my goodness, to to just keep it moving and to, you know, vibrate at the highest frequency that we can. I just, I, yeah. it took away so many important gifts from this episode. My goodness. Wasn't she so fantastic? Oh, my God. Oh. Have you seen those films that go over Instagram that are like, um, talk about the people in your life. And they're like Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And Q1 people are both people who make you feel mentally stimulated, but also emotionally uplifted. And this conversation for me was one where I left like just feeling better going into my day. Because I think sometimes, at least for me, I can get caught up in the nitty gritty of the details and the logic of things that happen. And sometimes I need to just see the bigger picture about the world and about the way we are as humans and leading with kindness, which is something that I deeply value. And I think that she just so beautifully outlines that. And also, even though she's super successful in her career, she always maintains this higher power and higher, higher concept of understanding, you know? And I really respect that about her. And I found it super educational for me. And I hope everyone else has the same experience. Oh, I trust and believe everyone else will. So shall we get into it? Let's do it. Let's. Oh, Kenithia, Kenithia, how grateful we are that you've blessed our day. With You're your hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I am good. I'm good. I'll see you. How about yourselves? Feeling Doing good? well, can't complain. Sweet. <laughs> How is your week progressing so far? Well, there are some peaks <laughs> and there are some valleys. So <laughs> we'll, we'll hang is- out with that answer. <laughs> Love that. Oh my God. Please fill both me and the rest of our listeners in with a little bit about you, what you do, where you're from, what you're, where you're located. Give us all the 411 on everything that we need to know about you and your career. Oh, oh it, ooh, okay. All right. So <laughs> I am Kenethia Powell. I am the CEO of QFNTV, which is a new streaming platform dedicated mostly to independent filmmakers and artists where you can come and have your work displayed and be compensated for the work that you do and still uh, retain ownership of your IP, which is really great. Unless I buy it, of course, then that's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, we were actually located in Los Angeles, out here in Hollywood. My career, wow, it's been so diverse. You know, I started out um, writing when I was like, like 14 or something like that. I've been writing uh, shows, plays, television series, films, 
I'm an award-winning author. We have a book in about 20 countries, 23 countries to be exact. It's called Butch, Never Judge a Butch by Her Cover. It is a coffee table book, and it challenges what butch really means. Amazing. Yeah, pretty cool. We've, uh, we've been around quite a bit, but now we are in full thrust with QFN TV, moving into original programming. Starting next year, we'll have four original shows coming out. So we're rocking and rolling, seeing what we can make of this thing. What inspired um, your writing journey as a 14-year-old? Or what were some oh. beginning sources of inspiration for you? Well, my mom was a writer. And she was a poet, and I was really wanted to be like my mother because she was so dynamic. And when she walked into a room, everyone turned. When she opened her mouth to speak, everyone listened. I was just in awe of her and picked up everything she dropped to be able to put it on me when I'm ready. So my mother was my number one source of inspiration. She was a brilliant writer and a brilliant creator. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. I have. I feel like I had a similar experience when mm -hmm. I first experienced your presence when oh, wow. you opened your mouth at the Disruptors Fellowship when you helped us with the warm up exercise. Okay. Uh, the show. Mm -hmm. You remember you came on stage and you began the warm up exercise and it was just like, oh, the way your voice filled the <laughs> space and the way you really commanded a presence just without even saying anything before even saying the or beginning the exercise it was really cool so that's amazing and beautiful to hear that um you know that that came from your mother that's that's so wonderful is oh, she still with us she is not she's not she died what 06 2006 but okay an amazing woman. I am literally like my mother in so many ways. We cannot help it. We turn into our mothers. <laughs> but, you know, I got all the best parts. So I'm grateful for that. Well, I was curious, when did um, Don't Judge a Butterfly cover? Yeah, um, that came about 2012, actually. I was in the midst of filming a feature and my sister passed away unexpectedly. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, God, I had this money, I had this idea, and I'm like, I got to do something. And I've been, I was coming from a shoot in Baltimore, and um, I was talking with my um, photographer and everything there, and I'm like, you know, I've got this idea, I think it'll be great. By the time we got, we were, by the time we got back to D.C., I was in D.C. at that time, I had my hair, my makeup, and my um, my stylist, and a couple of models. We literally booked the models in her living room one Saturday and we shot it over the course of a weekend and it was absolutely insane but it was the most beautiful experience we had because we knew we were creating something magical and it has been the thing that has catapulted my career in a lot of spaces you know um, wanting to challenge what Butch meant wanting to just remove the boxes it's just you know, so this book was very challenging for a lot of people that were butch. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> We've had a lot of conversations about moving outside of the grid or the boxes that a lot of right. people like to operate within. So that's really fascinating that you also are bringing that to the table. Absolutely. Um, how, how did uh, public speaking begin? Because I did see in my research that you're a TEDx speaker. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Man, I've been a speaker for forever. That's just 
even I mean, if you're you're black and grew up in a church, you've been doing Easter speeches your entire life. <laughs> so, you know, but I used to work with ExxonMobil and they do this huge TEDx event um, every year. And so many people put my name in the hat because we have had these personal conversations and growth conversations, and they just felt that it would be compelling. And um, I couldn't agree with them more. And so I did. And after that talk, the TEDx talk, I never ate lunch by myself. I had the most compelling conversations. And it really pushed me into more public speaking you know, um, with lesbians who tech, um, several, God, several high schools, colleges. It's just been a beautiful thing. When you have something to say and you're speaking from an authentic voice, um, it's easy for people to listen and hear you. And you've had so many accolades as a screenwriter, filmmaker, author, public speaker, entrepreneur. So I'm curious for you, what's your favorite thing to speak about? And of the many hats that you're wearing, which one feels like it holds the most precedent for you right now? Mm. So I love everything I do for different reasons, right? And you're talking about over the course of a career. I won't tell you my age, but I'm no spring chicken. So I've done quite, <laughs> I've done quite a few things, right? I love writing because it's so, it's all imagination. The world is mine. I get to create whatever I desire to create. And the only limitations that I have are the ones that I put on myself, right? So that's a beautiful space. And there's nothing more beautiful to me than when you finish that project to sit it in front of a group of actors that you feel meet those characters and hear their voice for the first time. Because that is like, oh, okay, so that's what that character sounds like. And they may bring something extra to me that I didn't think of, you know, when I was creating that piece of art, which is beautiful, because now it becomes this big collaboration. And then we move into actually filming it, where right before I call action, I look around that room and I think to myself, I convinced all of these people to be here and play with me on something I completely made up. None of this stuff is real. Like I made all of this up, but we're here, we're together and we're playing and we're creating. And that is a beautiful moment. You know, like I said, when you're in the process of creating, every part of it for me is special. Mm. I love it. I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Um, as of right now, I mean, I still do public speaking a lot you know, which is great. I still write, I still create, I still do all of it because I love it. It's who I am. QFN TV is really pushing the the um, fold right now because we are looking into expansion, moving into smart televisions as well as fast channels. So getting us out there to be somewhat competitive with the other entertainment companies that are out there. So it ebbs and flows. So sometimes this is great, sometimes this is not, but you know, we keep pushing forward and answering the call that the universe sends out. So, what was the genesis like, and what was what has been the process like as far as creating a platform to share stories uh, and information through QFN TV? Because mm -hmm. you just mentioned expansion, but mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, what was what was the beginning phases like? 
So that takes you back to mid-2000s. Comcast was coming out with an offer of 10 network stations to for minority ownership. So I tossed my hat in the ring, of course, because why not? What else am I doing? And <laughs> they call me back and they're like, hey, Kenithia, we think you're great. It's great ideas. But Magic Johnson is here. And so is P. Diddy. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go with Magic too, you know, so because it's Magic. His name is Magic. So they started out with three stations. And that was where you got your L. Ray, your Revolt, and your Aspire. So they never came back around for the other seven, which was fine. Fast forward, pandemic, I'm sitting in some clubhouse thing, and a young lady was like, Kenithia, we love the way you're talking. You've been on this stage, blah, 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 blah. You know, we have this offer with this streamer. We think you'd be great for it. So I'm like, okay. I spoke with her Thursday. We had a conversation on Friday. Introduced me to their people on Monday. By that Friday, they were building my platform. Oh, my gosh. Right. You know, as my grandmother said, you don't let grass grow under your feet when you have a good opportunity. You move, right? You move. So being that I had always wanted a platform because I hate middlemen, I don't like the idea of someone telling me what I can and cannot do, what I can and cannot create. Mm -hmm. It's not your creation. You have no control over it. So in order for me to remove that, I start my own, work at it, give other people opportunity, and no one tells me no. So, <laughs> and how do you how do you pick up content from other people, and how do you decide like what comes on to the network? Okay, I'm in a lot of film libraries, so I can go and pick and choose whatever it is I want to, you know, um, put on the platform. But I actually literally just inked a deal right before I got on the phone with you with a group of underrepresented writers, and hmm. what we're going to do. They have a whole group of people, much like disruptors, that write and, and create. And we're going to pick, what, three to four films out of that group a year and develop them. That's so that, yeah, Wait, that's another way. You mean like they write it and then you help with the filming and production side of it? Or you help with like the distribution or all of it? Or? No. So what we do, we pick the scripts. We pay you for your scripts. And we put it into our production company and develop it. And we release it as an original work on QFN TV. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Oh it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm really excited about that. You got some really great writers. And I have that festival to Cantat. I was looking up like, this looks very familiar. I haven't seen that. What you was just telling me that he liked the hat. Um, I was yeah. like, is this not too much? Is it too aggressive? But I'm glad. Getting good no, feedback from you. <laughs> I, I, when was I in con? I was in con, oh God, 2011, I think it was, with my film. Somewhere in there. But I, I bought the same hat. It's just, it was just hilarious. I just realized it, recognized it. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so, Which film that you were there in 2011? Finding, Finding Juliet. It was a short film. And what yeah. was it? It's about ridiculousness. It's about a woman who had a girlfriend who cheated and she went on this journey to find her true love. Yeah. A lot of comedy What's in there. What's your so favorite film that you've created? Oh, wow. Favorite film that I've created. Well, I've written a two-part film that takes place in like 800 AD. 
ancient Scotland, and oh. it's under a total eclipse that stops halfway through. Okay. I am ecstatic about that film. <laughs> it is going to be so dope. You know, I just read it in front of a group of producers, and I tell you, not one person in that room didn't want to be a part of this project. And I'm just, I'm just ecstatic. It is super dope. Um, it's something that's outside of the box, you know, something you don't normally see. And that is really exciting. So, yeah. And are you getting to produce some of your own network, your own work through the network? I produce all of my stuff through everything. Um, I'm always <laughs> on top. No, <laughs> no, I'm serious, no idea. Um, I am. Um, we actually have a new short, no, I'm sorry, a new film, a feature that we're working on now. Um, it's called Things We Lost in the Storm. And we'll be picking that up first quarter and filming that. That's awesome. Yeah. So and how did you get involved with uh, Disruptors Fellowship? Oh, I know Kat and Lindsay. So, you know, I came on last year as one of the actors for Kat because she needed an African woman, which is hilarious. And um, so this year I came on to help her direct. So. And what were some of the most memorable parts of your experience this year? I love working with my actors, you know, seeing where we start and how we develop where we end up, how much they're willing to risk. That's always a fun, fun process for me. So I love acting. It's, I mean, I went to school on acting scholarship. Like that was my thing for a long time, but now more into directing, but I love being in the theater. It's my favorite place. One of my favorite places. It's such a beautiful recharging experience. Someone yesterday, I was at a rehearsal for this sketch comedy thing that I'm doing on Friday and mm -hmm. she, we were talking about range and she was just like, oh no, I can only, I, I can't imagine being, I just like directing, I like writing, being in the scenes. And I was just like, oh my God, for me, it's just, there's this sensation of just like the second those lights hit and the second you hit the stage, it's just like mm. full force, just, oh, I don't, there's, there's something electrifying about it. It's absolutely magical. <laughs> it is. There's nothing better than being under a hot blue light in your mm -hmm. audience, just outside of your reach. Like you can hear them breathing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. It's such a great experience. <laughs> so true. So for you now and with what you're doing with your career, have there been any challenges that you faced and do you have any advice in persevering through those tougher times? I mean, I believe if you're doing anything worth your while, it's always going to be something challenging. If it's not challenging, you're punching below your weight. You need to <laughs> you need to step your game up and and get and brush up against those walls. You know what's funny is, it's interesting. I think for me, the biggest thing it has been navigating the people and their response or reaction to your presence and your magic that you bring to the room. It's always somebody out there with no abracadabra trying to tell you what to do with it, right? So, you know, that's been very interesting, but I'd say know who you are, know what you're capable of creating, know mm. what it is you desire to create. Now that may change over time as you walk through the process, because with walking through the process, you gain a little bit more clarity, right? So, but as long as you have a place to start, it's great if you believe what you're capable of doing. It's better if you know it. 
Mm. That's so, beautiful. Right. Walk in that space. You are the only you that exists ever in time. <laughs> there is no blueprint. You are it. So find love- your peace and your confidence in that. And walk out mm-hmm. there and do what the hell you meant to do. Yeah, I see why you're giving TED Talks. You're like chicken soup for the soul. Feels really good to hear. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> I appreciate that. That's kind. <laughs> so but across yeah. your multifaceted career, mm-hmm. how how do you maintain balance? Is balance a real thing though? <laughs> good answer. I mean, good point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is it though? Because there's sometimes that life is going to require a lot more from you than normal, you know? And then in that moment, you're going to have to put in and do that work. And it may be trying for you. And then other times, not so much. So I think, like I said before, it's an ebb and flow. So keeping true and honest to yourself, taking care of yourself is important. So for me, I do this acronym I'll share with you guys called TIME. When I wake up in the morning, The first thing I do with the T is give thanks, show gratitude, right? Then with the I, I set my intention for the day. With the M, I make sure to meditate. And with the E, I make sure I get some exercise. Now, if I'm able to accomplish all of that within my day, which normally I do, I'm all right. I go walk in the woods, I'm with the trees, and nature is, nature's vibration is perfect. So I'm recharged, I'm reset, I'm clear. I work out a lot of scenes in the forest. <laughs> I work out a lot of conversations there. And as long as I'm doing those things that serve me and my, and my mental and all of that, I'm all right. And if you call that balanced, then okay. But yeah. Which forest are you walking through? I'm out like up in the woods up here. I'm, I'm uh, we're at Hollywood, so you're up, you know, I, I call it the forest. I'm out with the trees. You're walking up the mountain yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's it. Just taking a nice walk, listening to some Hans Zimmer and working out scenes. Oh. <laughs> that sounds nice. I'd like that. Yeah. Right? It's only a two-mile hike. So if you get it in, it's good. Yes, I completely agree. I love uh, memorizing lines while hiking. Mm-hmm. Oh, My favorite way to get into the body. Yes, you walk those words into your bones. I mm. love it. I love yes. it. I miss that about LA. So I'm curious for you because, <laughs> I mean, you seem to have a great way of balancing this, but it seems like this must have been something that you developed over time. What works for you? Could you offer any tips for other storytellers or entrepreneurs who are looking to make a positive impact within their community through the stories that they want to tell? Mm. So I have no desire. Well, I wouldn't say I have no desire to make impact. I admire those who desire to be like, I'm going to be impactful. I'm going to be this. I don't start there ever. I start yeah. telling this, telling a great story, having some beautifully flawed characters. And my goal is always to show their humanity. You know, mm-hmm. as, as Maya Angelou would say, nothing human is foreign to us. You know, um, if one person is capable of doing something, so are you, because we're all human. We're, we're all the same. There's nothing, you know, foreign. We just, we get into these little ethnic groups and cultures and all that, and that may offer some differences. But in reality, 
we all we all the same blood, we all the same skin. We we're we're very much alike in more ways than we care to uh realize. Just tell a human story. Hmm. Just tell one that first tell your story. Because you know, you get so um especially when you get out here in LA in this industry, everyone wants to put the <laughs> want to put their hand in the pot and tell you what your story should be and they have no idea who you are. Tell your story. Make sure it's something that you're proud of, that you desire to put out into the world, that when someone looks at it and sees your name next to it, you can stand up with your back erect and say, yes, that was me. Mm. And when you can do that, I mean, that's, you're doing, you're moving in the right direction. I think if you're telling a beautiful story, it's going to be impactful in some sort of way. That's not something you have to reach for. Just tell a beautiful story. And can you share if QFN is looking for any particular types of stories to tell or any types of storytellers in case listeners are interested? Yeah, we're, man, we're looking for everything. <laughs> I'm just looking for great stories. You know, if you look at the site, we do have a lot of um, foreign films on there, a lot of South Korean films. I love South Korean films. Oh, they tell such great stories. They do. They really do. They write their characters in the most vulnerable ways, which I love, you know, even the men, which is so beautiful to see. Yeah. So if your story is compelling, if it's something out of the ordinary that I don't, you know, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back kind of situation. But even if it's that and it's told in a compelling way, I'm here for it. So Mm -hmm. let's see what you've got to offer and if we can make a go of it. Now, I remember you said you didn't like or you don't like being told what to do or how to do it, but what have been some teachable tools or moments that have helped you that might help other individuals optimize their journey or their capacity to tell a good story? I mean, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like being told what, oh, that's who am I kidding? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know, especially if I don't feel like you're smart, then it's just like, yeah, I can hear nothing of your words. But, but, you know, on the other side of that, I am never too much of anything to sit at the feet of someone who knows something that I need to learn and learn it. You know, I'm constantly learning. I mean, always. And when you have something new to teach me, I am absolutely here for it because that to me is exciting. That's growth. So learning, taking workshops, you know, one great workshop that I take, um, that I love everybody goes to prior to writing anything, Game of Thrones, all of it. It's his name is Robert McKee. He is Mm -hmm. a great book called story. Um, I took a couple of his workshops. I mean, I grew so much, you know, the, Filmmaking is easy. It's everywhere. You want to see how to unfold a scene? Find a movie that has a scene like yours and go look and see how they unfolded it. And uh, like, oh, there's an idea of how to do that. You know, be willing to learn. Watch. I watch everything. I mean, even with music, I listen to everything. Get out of your box, your comfort zone. Get out there and see what the world has to offer. You'll find so much beauty in that, right? Be willing to do that. You know, your world is much larger than your street corner. Like, mm-hmm. go experience it. When you get out and experience the world, you have more of a story to tell. You can create deeper characters because you've experienced something. And when you're writing about something you don't know, find those people and just go be quiet. 
and sit and listen to how they talk. Listen, watch how they interact with each other. I mean, it's all right there if you're willing to do the work to get there. It's what I'd say. Keep learning. Also, discipline. Mm. You don't get anywhere without discipline. I hey. write the scripts I write. I shoot the films I shoot. I accomplish the things I accomplish because I'm willing to write it down, give my self-imposed um, timelines, deadlines, and I stick to them. It's great if you have an idea, but baby, if you're not doing anything with it, it's not serving anybody, not even you, right? So have the discipline to take it from the beginning all the way to the finish line. You can't release anything in the world if you haven't finished it. So do the work, have the discipline, get it done. There are people out there waiting for what you have to offer. Give it to them. They need hey. it. Oh, yeah. Goodness. <laughs> I'm, for you, I'm really touched by how you mentioned that you've dealt with a lot of loss in your life between mm -hmm. your mom and your sister, but you really keep this very positive attitude mm -hmm. about you that's very uplifting and motivational for others and upcoming storytellers. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm curious, like, if you could share how you keep that positive attitude and if there are ways that you've honored those that you've lost within the stories that you're telling and how you keep their spirits with you. Mm. You know, the bad is always there for you. That's low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. But what people fail to realize is the good is always there as well. <laughs> yeah. And you have a choice in the matter. It doesn't serve me to be now, don't get me wrong, like those losses were, were, were deep losses. My sister was my best friend. I talked to her every single day. She read all my scripts, listened to me talk about characters, bought my first bit of um, editing software so I could edit my film in exchange for her being an executive producer, of course. <laughs> She's hilarious. Like, you know, she was my greatest supporter. You know, uh, my mom was my greatest inspiration. You know, those were deep cuts for me. But I'm grateful for the people that source, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, has put on my path. Because sometimes it was dark, but there's always a person on that pathway with a lantern showing me, guiding me when I was deep in the valley, the way out. Mm. I'm grateful for that, right? And. Yeah. I mean, we all have, we all suffer losses. We all have things that, you know, punch us in the chest, you know, but the way that I am and my personality is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's more so like, a, oh, so that's what you're trying to do. Well, I can show you better than I can tell you. Mm -hmm. So let me do yeah. this real quick so you can see who I really am. You know, I've since moved out of that space of like, oh, this fight and I'm this and just moved into more, again, knowing more peace, more um, confidence. It's a choice to be in this space. Why are you choosing something less than beauty? Mm. Why are you choosing? I mean, my, my affirmation is happy, healthy, wealthy, loved. You know, I am happy, I'm healthy, I am wealthy, I am loved abundantly. And there's evidence of it all around me. That is how I choose to walk through this world. 
Mm. Choose the beauty. Choose the good. It's there for you. You know? Thank you for sharing that. That was really sweet. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking the question. It was a good question. Thank you. I really admire that, too, because it, it really supports just, or I feel like it fortifies uh, one's highest vibration. To, yes. Listen, to okay? <laughs> by your words, you are justified. By your words, you are also condemned. What words are you speaking over your life? Right. There is so much power in the voice, you know, and people are so, we tend to be a little reckless with our words, you know, mm -hmm. and when you start to pay attention to them, your life starts to change. You start to speak those things in your life that you desire to see and be and do. Right. Uh, but I'd say, yeah. I would say thoughts have a similar strength as well, you know, like, Yes, words have tremendous power, but you know what starts within has a way of manifesting itself outwardly. And yeah, I, I think we also have to be careful about how we let our mind kind of travel mm -hmm. around certain frames of thought. Because as you were saying earlier, you know, there's so much beauty around us. There's so mm -hmm. much beauty to for that focusing on on those elements of life are really what's going to help us move forward and in spite of tremendous tragedies that might um, affect our, our present tense. Yeah. I, I love inner child therapy for that mm -hmm. reason, because I think that it really reframes the way we talk to ourselves. And I right. like, I, for me, it's very helpful if I'm, you know, saying something negative to myself or if I'm having some anxious thought, I can just say, oh, well, that's anxiety. That's not me. That's not right. my deep that's a part of me that's speaking and why why is this part speaking up right now right. and how can i well what it's mm -hmm. asking me to do exactly very very important that's a great point lauren very great point you know most times we hear the brain just wants to like it just likes to connect things you know like oh you know where was i, I think i was at a swing and i was like swinging and then i was like oh i'm gonna jump out the swing and immediately my brain was like uh-uh remember when you were seven and you tried to jump out the swing it almost broke your arm and i'm like wait a minute why do i need this right now i do not can i just enjoy this moment right but the brain just likes to connect things it feels good when it does that oftentimes as you were saying talking to your inner child you have to ask yourself whose voice is that because nine times out of ten it's not even yours it's something mm -hmm. somebody else said to you or experience that you had with your mom or whatever whatever the case may be and just recognizing that and that most of your thoughts what they call it just monkey brain it's just doing what it does to connect you know i have this i've, I've adapted the habit of being very gentle with myself which is very important we're so harsh to ourselves and that voice she be wild and sometimes so i have to say i'm like okay thank you i appreciate it but that's not a thought i need right now and then right. i plant a good affirmation there and mm. then and then it goes, but it definitely is a practice of getting around, getting away from just the crazy thoughts that come in, but anchoring them with a good affirmation or a good thought. And every time a thought like that comes up, using that anchor before you know it, you'll transition quicker. You won't stay in that negative space so long, you know, before you know it, you won't even have it anymore. So. Oh. My goodness.
Well, we were going to ask, you know, about morning routines, but you told us about the time formula. We were gonna oh, ask yeah, about yeah, yeah. Do you have additions to the morning routine and healthy habits other than time, or is that the main <laughs> one that you stick to? Um, that is that is one that I really stick to. Breathing is another one. You know, I have this, I have a, I have a, a lot of people tell me I have a very calming voice. And when I speak and when I get to that point, um, I, I calm myself down with it, right? You know, I take my deep breaths and I'm walking myself. It's like, okay, we're going to relax our shoulders. We're just going to sit here for a moment. Everything is working out for me always and always. Just take a breath, hold it. You know, I'm literally walking myself through this process <laughs> when it gets stressed. But yeah, breathing is is everything. But time is definitely one that I listen to, that I operate and do on a daily basis. So I'd say that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Getting out in the forest and going for my walks. So Well, thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's so useful. And I'm going to be definitely bringing that into my life. Oh, I um, love it. Do it. <laughs> As we are damsels in the DMs, we do have to ask you some questions mm -hmm. about your dreams. So we would like to know, what is the funniest, wildest, most intriguing, or inspirational DM that you have ever received? Oh, God. I get a lot of African men. I don't know what that's about, because clearly, not into that. But um, I, I, I get a lot of them wanting to, to, to have conversations and tell me that, Oh, you are beautiful and I love you. I'm like, I don't know you, sir. You're probably, I have no idea. But that is the most, in, I wouldn't say the most interesting. I'd say the most, like, oh, that's, that's, that's wild um, ones that I get. But most of the DMs that I get are all about business. Everyone wants to be a writer or a director or something of that nature. And I'm grateful for that. Outside the Africans, it's pretty much just... <laughs> easy with um with uh just people desiring to uh to showcase their work that's amazing it's very boring you know to be honest very boring <laughs> the dm of the week asks what are some hopes you have for underrepresented communities in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. and how do you see yourself playing a role in these aspirations Okay, there we go. My hope is that you become or evolve into the being that you were created to be. Serving the purpose that you came here to serve. You know, that's my deepest hope for you. That you find the courage. You don't need all the courage, you just need a little piece of it. You know, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to walk out and be the being that you came here to be. Figuring that part out. I mean, that, that that will take you everywhere, you know. How I hope to play a part in that. Hopefully finding work that you have and we can, you know, help you in your journey in some sort of way. But also being an example of what true love of oneself look like. Mm. Getting to that space where you deeply love you. Because when you love yourself, you move different in the world, you mm -hmm. know. Who you allow in your life, you know, um, things you're willing to accept from others, even from yourself. When you love yourself, man, that's a different way of being. And I tell you, I'm going to jump off real quick. At first, I didn't for a long time. There was a lot of shit in there, you know. But I decided to do this thing that has helped me tremendously. And I still do it to this day. 
for a, for a year, I wrote myself a love letter every day to myself. And the only requirement that I had is that I had to speak to me as though I was madly in love with me. And that was it. And when I tell you when you're, I mean, it's difficult at first because, you know, you're so judgmental. You're so, you know, ugh. But after a while, you start to soften and see yourself in different ways. And you're searching for those, searching for the beauty in you. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing when you find it, right? Mm -hmm. And once you're there, there's no going back from that. It changes everything. That small act, maybe five minutes a day, changed my entire life. So. It changed my life just now. Damn, that's just an amazing exercise. That is such a good idea. And like, I yeah, it's I like that you address the fact that we are we can be mm -hmm. somewhat critical or really critical of ourselves, or judgmental, and to move past that, in order to vibrate higher, vibrate with mm -hmm. the the best version of ourselves. That's such an amazing practice. I love that. I mean, I, we've I love that. But um, the addressing oneself through a love letter, that's such an, that's, that's fantastic. That's beautiful. And just be gentle, man. Just be gentle. And the world is so harsh. At yeah. least with you. Just be gentle and be loving. Be kind. If you're not getting that anywhere in the world, all those things you desire to have, give it to yourself. <laughs> right. You know, grow that muscle. You know, yeah. And I commend you for, uh, before we came onto this podcast, you mentioned that, you know, this week had had a lot of activity in it for you and that mm -hmm. there were high highs and low lows. And I think the fact that at the end of the day, you still have this wisdom and this dedication to being gentle with yourself. I think that that's the dedication that walks you through and that's what allows you to do what you're the most capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's kind. Thank you. This was such a beautiful conversation. I feel... I'll put together now. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> <So> funny. <laughs> listeners, where they can stay up to date with your work and QFN and everything that you're doing. Okay, you can hit us up, QFNTV.com. It's always a great place. Go and watch some really good movies. Also on Instagram, and that's at Quest Films. That's Q-W-E-S-T-F-I-L-M-S. And follow us there and follow us at QFNTV on Instagram and, as well. So, And where can we find a copy of Don't Judge a Butch by its cover? Oh, Jonathan, bookstores everywhere. Amazon. Amazon will yeah. probably be your best place. Or you Perfect. can hit me up <laughs> and I'll get you a copy. <laughs> An exclusive. <laughs> right, right. Oh, thank you so, so much. This was such a gift. Oh my goodness. And Send you so much love and abundance of joy and light as you continue making such an amazing, amazing impact. I mean, ah, you're such a treasure. Seriously. Thank you so, so much for being here. This was really wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy these intimate talks. They're always so much fun. So I appreciate you guys for being willing to have a conversation with me. So thank you.
And we are so grateful to you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. As always, we are waiting for your DMs, your emails, your letters, your voicemails, even with any sort of special guests you want to see highlighted on our show or any sort of questions you have that you want us to answer or expound upon. Uh, uh, we are always here to make this a better resource for you. <laughs> yeah. And please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast that allows us to continue to bring you more content. Oh, yes. Always, always. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.